Welcome to the SportsCapping.com podcast with free handicapping advice, odds insights, picks, and predictions to help you beat the sports book. And now your hosts, Jack Jones and Brandon Lee. This is the SportsCapping.com free pick podcast. I'm your host, Jack Jones. We're red hot on these free picks. Uh, we've gone 10-1-1 one, one the last two weeks on free picks and teasers combined. Teddy Davis and I went 5-1 and one two weeks ago. Brandon Lee and I went 5-0-1 oh, last week. Uh, we both had outright underdog winners in college football. Brandon hit Kentucky plus 26.5 over Louisville. Uh, I had Vanderbilt plus 7.5 over Tennessee. Brandon won his NFL free pick on the Titans, minus 4.5 over the Bears. And I pushed on the Panthers plus 3 against the Raiders, uh, but hopefully a lot of you guys got 3.5, which was widely available um, for the Panthers. Um, and Brandon and I both hit our NFL teasers. Uh, so now it's Teddy Davis's turn to keep the winning streak going. Teddy, welcome back to the podcast. Hey, thanks, Jack. Yeah, great to be back. Uh, well, last week of the season, so or for college, that is. Um, I can't wait. Yeah, so we, we don't count Army-Navy next week, but uh, this is championship week. It's going to be great. Uh, Teddy's gone 9-3 and three on his free picks and teasers the last four times he's been on the podcast. Uh, we'll each be giving out – or we'll be giving out four free picks and two teasers this week. Uh, we have two free picks in the conference championship games in college football. Uh, one will be in the Pac-12 title game on Friday, and one will be in the Big Ten championship game on Saturday. So – uh, both games have uh, big four-team playoff implications. And speaking of the playoffs, Teddy, how do you feel about the lati- latest rankings? Well, I'll tr- try and use uh, some words for the home team here, but uh, <laughs> it's I, I I just I don't know I I don't get it. Um, what Clemson, do you What do you not get? Let's hear it. Yeah, well, it, it's it's a lot. I'm trying to rather. <laughs> put this around my head right now but uh clemson okay they are a good team don't get me wrong and i get it uh, and a lot of the playoff driven thing is money it is names it's coaches and i i do understand that aspect of it but from the eye test um you know a clemson does not deserve to be ahead of uh washington and I actually don't feel Clemson is better than Michigan. Um, you know, just in a vacuum, if I told you what team, if they beat number six, um, they beat number seven, and they took number two to overtime away, you would say, well, that, that team's probably pretty good. And they're number five. And then I told you a team. Um, would lose their best one would be uh, number 12 on the road. Good one by three. And they lose at home as a 21 point favorite. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, if you, if you didn't know the team names, I would say you'd probably lean towards uh, the first team I mentioned. I agree there, man. I, I think Clemson just gets the, uh, you know, so the fact that they were there last year in the championship game, they started out ranked so high, they're just not going to move down. It's sad that that's how it works, but it really is. I, I don't think, I think Clemson's a couple of notches down from where they were last year. I think they've won six games by a uh, touchdown or less this year, and they, <laughs> they've just been very fortunate. And 
the fact that they just have one loss compared to the team you're comparing them to is the only reason they're ranked ahead. And I can't necessarily necessarily say I agree with it, but I can see why because they started out ranked so high. Right. I think that's a, that has a lot to do with it. And now let me get to my next point with. Uh, there, we've been talking about it for a few weeks since you and I have been together on here, but uh, my boy, P.J. Fleck at Western Michigan. <laughs> this team, I can't believe I, – I, I just can't believe what this committee watches. I, I don't know if they're – I'm just assuming they aren't watching football at this point. Um, <laughs> the, they're 17th. I mean, you tell me right now, this team can beat Louisville, uh, Florida, Auburn. I, I, I don't. Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State already lost to Central Michigan. I, I didn't know that was a fluke situation, but still, the fact that Central Michigan was even in that game says enough to me. Um, I, I, I don't. I don't understand it. Yeah, it's not like they're just winning too. They're dominating too. I, I'm pretty exactly. sure like every one of their wins, except for one, has come by 14 points or more. So I don't know what more they can do. And the the worst part about this is like they're only two spots ahead of Navy in the as the highest ranked yeah. group of five teams. But I, it's going to cause a big problem uh, if Western Michigan and Navy win their championship games this week. Uh, the committee could be forced to wait until December 10th when Navy plays Army to announce which team's going to the Cotton Bowl. And that would right. really throw a big wrinkle into things because bowl season starts December 17th, so some of these teams wouldn't know which bowl they're going to go to until, you know, a week before their games kick off. So, you know, obviously that creates traveling and financial problems for the teams involved in those bowl games. And it's safe to say that uh, the bowl officials are rooting for Temple to beat Navy this weekend, so that doesn't happen. But I'm, I'm not right. going to rag on Navy. I think they're a great team, but I, I, I would definitely give uh, – Western Michigan, the nod if they go thirteen and zero. I, I wouldn't Uh-oh. even wait, but I, yeah, absolutely. And and so this leads me to my next point, which is off topic of this podcast, but I have to bring it up. Okay, we are. I'm a PJ Fleck homer. I'm a Western Michigan homer. I I, I admit that. But here's my next point. Um, if I told you, like I said, blindfolded, no one no one knew anything. I just I'm just gonna read you stats. Okay. I like it. So. This quarterback has almost 3,100 yards, a set, almost 71.5 completion or completion percentage, 30 touchdowns, one interception. He's not even being mentioned for the Heisman. That's Western <laughs> Michigan. That's Western Michigan's quarterback, Zach Terrell. Uh, I, I know. Mean, he, I, he's got it. He's I, never I, even been mentioned, not once. I don't. I think. mean, but if you put those numbers on any Power Five team. He is he is runaway. It's over. Man, that's sick. One interception the entire season. One interception to thirty touchdowns. He's complete seventy two percent. I don't it doesn't even make sense to me. <laughs> uh, I love it. I can't I, I just I man, I just so hope they get in because they're gonna upset somebody in that. Uh, in yeah, that they're gonna play bowl. they're gonna play Penn State and so I actually sent a, I sent a, a tweet out today to RJ Bell and Another fellow handicapper responded to me about, I asked what they would be. According to their power ratings, it would be like, on the neutral field, Penn State would be favored by four. But I'm like, yeah, get, give me all the Broncos. <laughs> For <laughs> sure. No that, I mean, that just says what Vegas thinks about them, too, though. It's like, yeah, you're, they're only four-point dogs against a team that's considered for the four-team playoffs. So. Right. Yeah. 
I, I'm all in on the. I'm on all. I'd be all in on that in that situation too, if if that's what what the matchup is, and that's the line. So, let's right. hope we get to see it, man. Right, and I, I might be rowing my boat to Oregon, hopefully <laughs> next year. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to see him at Oregon too, man. I that, just had to throw that in. <laughs> uh, we're glad he didn't take the Purdue job. No, uh, thank God. Right, let's get on with these free picks. Uh, all right. Who do you like in college football this week? All right, I'm going with the Friday night game, uh, the Pac-12 uh, championship here between Washington and Colorado. I'm going to lay the seven points with the Huskies here. Um, you know, as we've briefly just talked about here about the playoff rankings, you know, the Huskies have all the motivation here. They're number four in the playoffs, and I actually – I truly believe and I am hopeful that with an impressive win here that they actually should jump Clemson. Um, this Huskies team had a really wake up call uh, when they lost at home to USC. Uh, and most people I think are kind of discounting USC at the moment, but since they made that quarterback switch to Sam Darnold, you know, they're, they're a whole different ball club. And I think, uh, that win isn't, uh, truly as bad as, or that, sorry, that loss isn't as bad as what people actually think. Um, and then after that game, I've been really impressed with Washington, how they bounced back. Um, you know, they won 44-18 to 18 over Arizona State. Uh, they Last week in the Apple Cup against Washington State, uh, t- just dominated them. Uh, 45-17 win. Uh, so I really think that carries over here. Um, you know, and, and there's no doubt that Colorado has had a very good season. They're 10-2 and two straight up, 10-2 against the spread. They've been a nice surprise all year long. Uh, McIntyre's done a great job with this team and, you know, both teams coming in this matchup, they're, they're both very good on defense, but I just don't feel like, you know, Colorado has truly seen a group of, uh, of these guys, especially in the secondary, uh, for the Huskies, you know, they have, uh, five defensive players, according to NFL draft, uh, scout.com that rank inside the top 100 for this year's draft. Uh, I think that speaks volumes. It's rarity that there's that many people, there are that many players that rank inside the top 100, especially just on one side of the ball. Uh, you'd have probably, ha- I didn't go too and far about that, but you probably have to go back to Alabama teams to find that uh, alone. Uh, Washington is right now the third in the country in scoring or in scoring average, averaging 44.8 points per game. Um, and they are led by stud sophomore quarterback Jake Browning. Uh, Browning is still going under the radar. He's third in the country with 40 passing touchdowns, fourth in passing efficiency. He is ninth in yards per completion. Uh, and then another key factor here is their head coach, uh, Chris Peterson. Uh, in my opinion, he's easily a top five coach, and I would argue he's probably a top three coach in the country given what uh, – he has to work with compared to the Sabins, the Myers, the Harbaugh's of the world, uh, as far as the talent uh, and the rankings are concerned. But uh, this game won't come as a surprise to him. He's used to the big game situation here, uh, and I just think that uh, Colorado's gonna gonna see a bust out here on the offensive side, and I I gladly lay the touchdown here. Yeah, I'm with you on this one. Uh... I probably won't have a play on the side in this game, but I, I this is my lean too, and 
you know, you mentioned the Arizona State win. They only gave up 18 points, but 15 of those came in the fourth quarter. And then they were up 28-3 to right away on Washington State last week, and that was over after the first quarter, too. So uh, this is a team that definitely has responded well from that USC loss, and they they, they just need this win to get the 14 playoff. They, they expected to be here. Colorado is probably more just happy to be here kind of after coming out of nowhere. And, uh, you know, both of these teams are pretty similar defensively, both – very, I mean, statistically very similar. But Washington clearly has the edge on offense, and I think the Huskies uh, are more capable of uh, generating explosive plays. Um, their two stud receivers, John Ross and Dante Pettis, have combined for 30 touchdown receptions this season. And I think I just think their big playability gives them the edge. And they also have an, a big edge on special teams in this one, which could come into play. Um, I, I, I see them winning this game by 10 or more points, too, and covering for you. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, glad you're on board. All right, uh, I'm going to head to Saturday night's Big Ten Championship game. Uh, I'm going to take Penn State plus 2.5 over Wisconsin. Um, Penn State was not healthy early in the season, so I'm kind of willing to look past what they did in the first few games. But since their ugly loss to Michigan, they've gone 8-0 straight up and 7-0 against the spread, uh, 7-0 and 1 against the spread. Uh, they beat Ohio State and then have won five straight games by at least 14 points since that win over the Buckeyes. Uh, they were without their top five linebackers against Michigan earlier this season, but now they're healthy at that position, and they have one of the most dominant defensive lines in the country. Uh, the Nittany Lions are allowing just 18 points a game during their eight-game winning streak. Uh, Penn State's offense also keeps improving. They've scored at least 39 points in five straight and have averaged 46 points a game during that span. Wisconsin comes in on a six-game winning streak of its own. The Badgers... Uh, though we're fortunate to beat Minnesota at home last week. They they trailed by 10 at halftime and took advantage of four Minnesota interceptions in the second half to come back and win that game. Uh, I think the fact that this game's played indoors at Lucas Oil Stadium favors the better passing team because uh, weather will obviously not be an issue, so this is going to be a d- big disadvantage for uh, Wisconsin. Penn State's clearly the better passing team. They averaged 251 passing yards per game. 9.1 per attempt. Wisconsin only averages 180 passing yards per game. 7.5 per attempt. Trace McSorley, the Penn State quarterback, has a 21 to 5 touchdown to interception ratio. Wisconsin's uh, duo of Hornibrook and Houston only has a 13 to 10 touchdown to interception ratio on the season. Uh, another big factor here, here is Wisconsin obviously loves to run the ball, and they've made a living doing it, but Penn State has uh, been dominant against the run of late. They've only given up 67 rushing yards per game two yards per carry in the last five games. So uh, I just like the way they're they're going right now, and I think they're going to cap off this uh, tremendous uh, season with a win, and I think the wrong team's favorite here. Yeah, I I totally agree. I I was shocked that uh, Wisconsin was favorite here. I, you know, they're, I, I, I guess I they're getting a lot of love, maybe. I don't know. I, I Their best win is what, LSU? Yeah. Um, so obviously LSU's proven to be nothing. Um, yeah, their their offense is rolling. Forty point four points per game here. The last eight. Um, you mentioned Trace McSorley. I went back and looked like really deep into his stats. Uh, uh, the touchdown interception. Um, he hasn't thrown. He's only thrown two interceptions since uh, September twenty fourth. And uh, Wisconsin leads uh, the nation with uh, 21 interceptions. So I, I feel like Wisconsin's kind of been extremely lucky. 
uh, they've benefited a lot from uh, those interceptions in games. But uh, this kid is—he's growing and he's improving a lot. So I don't think they're—they're going to have that benefit. And yeah, ultimately, I see a Penn State here coming coming away with a win. Yeah, it's not like Wisconsin's faced too many quarterbacks uh, of his caliber. So, no, Jesus. Uh, definitely. I like that stat. I like that stat better. Only two picks since uh, late September. Yeah. Um, all right, glad you're on board, man. Uh, let's get on to the NFL here. Uh, what's your free pick? I'm going with the Pittsburgh Steelers, minus six over the New York uh, semi-football Giants. <laughs> uh, it, you know, it just seems that uh, Pittsburgh always this kind of time of the year here in the last preseason seems like they just kind of struggle but they play they play their best uh, with Tomlin when their backs are against the wall um, you know the Steelers are coming off back-to-back road wins we all know no matter who you play and when you play them it's tough to win two consecutive road games especially back-to-back road games in the NFL I don't care who you are that's hard um but now they are tied for first in the AFC North. Uh, they only have a six and five record. Um, you know the Giants come in here red hot. They've won six in a row, but only one of those were against a team above five hundred. That happened to be the Ravens, who the Steelers are tied with for first. Um, the Giants are eight and three, but you know I just feel they're extremely lucky team. Um, this whole season, uh, their point differential is just plus 18 on the year. Uh, you know, as I mentioned, the Steelers are six and five, but their point differential is plus 44. Uh, I believe that's actually fifth right now in the NFL. Uh, so it kind of gives you a little bit of misleading uh, record there. Um, you know, the Steelers are 15th in yardage differential right now. The Giants rank near the bottom. Uh, they're 25th. Uh, there's a few other teams near the bottom that are interesting um, as well with the Dolphins and the Lions, but uh, that's another subject. But um, the Giants have also benefited, um, I feel, from from extremely easy schedule. Uh, you know, last week was their first true road game, which was at the Browns, if you count that as a true road game. Um, that was their first true road game since October 9th. Um, you know what, the Steelers having two, uh, as I mentioned, two, or they have two road games here looming. Uh, I feel like this is actually a must-win situation for them, and I have no problem here laying the six. Um, you know, I feel this is this giant secondary is going to face a test that, you know, they they just quite frankly haven't seen here in a few weeks, and I think Big Ben, Antonio Brown, uh, I, I got no problem with it. Yeah, I'm with you 100% here, and, you know, I had those uh, point differential stats down, too. I I loved them. Uh, You know, last week's 14-point win over the Browns was the first time uh, this season they beat a team by more than a touchdown, and uh, they're 7-2 in games decided by a touchdown or less, so they've been very fortunate in the close games, and, you know, with their plus 18 points on the season, 14 of those were against the Browns, so you look, they pretty much played up everybody else pretty evenly. you know, Steelers, I think, are better than their 6-5 and five record. They're they're healthier now than they've been all season, and they've outgained five straight opponents and seven of the last eight opponents overall. Um, uh, yeah, so I, I, li- I also like that, you know, I like the extra rest advantage here for the Steelers playing last Thursday while the Giants played on Sunday. So right. that, that's going to help them too. And, 
you know, I don't th- I don't see how they don't win this game by a touchdown or more given the c- circumstances. And I just think uh, the Giants are definitely a, a flawed team that that's be- that's not as good as their record. Just like you, for a lot of the reasons you mentioned. Right. Yeah. They they just <laughs> they simply aren't. They're good, but they aren't as good as what the record shows. I mean, point <laughs> blank. So. All right, three for three agreement. Uh, speaking of fraudulent teams, I'm going to try to fade one this week. Uh, uh, I'm going to take the Falcons minus three and a half at home against the Chiefs. Uh, the Chiefs, man, uh, just look back to last week, um, and you see that they, they turned a safety into nine points uh, because Tyreek Hill returned a punt for a touchdown on the next play after after Justin Houston uh, forced a safety on the Broncos. and. Uh, the Chiefs now lead the league in turnover differential at plus 14, and it just really seems if their defense or special teams doesn't score for them, they can't win, and I just don't trust those teams. Uh, they were outgained by the Broncos by 191 yards last week. Their offense averaged only 3.3 yards per play. Their defense gave up 6.7 yards per play to the Broncos. Uh, the Chiefs now rank 30th in the NFL in yards differential. They're getting outgained by 54 yards per game. They're also 27th in yards per play differential. Um, that's not the sign of a really good team, if you ask me. Um, now they're up an, up against an Atlanta Falcons team that uh, leads the NFL in yards per play differential. Um, I really don't like the spot for the Chiefs either. They're coming off their emotional overtime win against the Broncos on Sunday Night Football. They have a big division game against Oakland on deck against the division leaders. And I, I, I just think this is a complete mismatch uh, on paper too. And Atlanta is legitimately a top-five team in the NFL. They beat Arizona 38-19 to at home last week. What I really liked about that win was uh, that Julio Jones was held to 35 receiving yards and they still scored 38 points. That just kind of shows you how dynamic this offense is and with, with weapons everywhere. Uh, the Falcons are third in total offense and, and first in uh, offensive yards per play. They average 6.6 yards per play every time they snap the ball. Uh, I just don't see how the Chiefs are going to keep up in this one. and Really, this seems like a really small number to me for the, for the Falcons to be laying at home. Give me Atlanta. Well, we got uh, yeah, I I agree. <laughs> yeah, Four there's no way. Yeah, I uh, unfortunately I had Denver uh, last week, but you know the the Chiefs are. I don't know. I mean, yeah, their record says they're a good team, but uh, I I don't know. They they've been outgained uh, four games in a row and five out of their last six. Um, a lot of them have been right around a hundred yards or more. Um, you know, not to mention just last week, almost 200. Uh, it's just a rarity that you keep winning games uh, with that. And, you know, you mentioned turnover differential. Uh, that was one key point I had. Eventually that's going to catch up to you. You just can't keep relying on that. And also I think the Chiefs have benefited here. You know, just looking at the past games, they haven't played – offensive juggernauts by any means i mean denver's a good team but they're all defensive you know they lost tampa bay at home tampa bay is not an offensive juggernaut they they won at carolina which they were trailing what 17 to 3 going in the fourth quarter yeah um they they barely beat jacksonville um you know they aren't playing these powerhouse offenses and i you know this this week they are uh and i just feel like they're gonna be uh it's it's extreme mismatch for them um and what i just mentioned kind of with the steelers point uh you know it's it's tough to win back-to-back road games uh or true back-to-back road games in the nfl so yeah i'm on board i 
I will gladly lay the three and a half here with uh, the Falcons. Yeah, you're right with the uh, not playing too many offenses, which is really alarming because they're 28th in the NFL in total defense. So uh, <laughs> the Chiefs, uh, I think uh, definitely this could this could look similar to when they went into Pittsburgh uh, earlier this season as far as uh, the ugliness of this game. So right once once they actually were up against a legit offense like the Steelers. So we'll see. Right. Let's hope so. No, yep. no, no more uh, Tyreek Hill touchdowns. That's all I ask. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I for well, we're going to the teasers now. Yeah, let's get on to the teasers. Uh, who are you taking uh, this week? I'm gonna do a six point teaser, uh, two teamer here with. Uh, I'm gonna tease the Packers down to uh, half point um, over the Texans. I really don't have to elaborate much on that one. Uh, Texans are terrible. Packers have a lot to play for. Brock Osweiler is probably the most overrated quarterback in the league. Um, in fact, he's terrible. I think probably mean you could do semi better than what he's doing. Uh, and then I'm going to tease the Saints downs to a uh, the Saints to a pick'em over the Lions. Uh, I think the Lions are another fraudulent team here. Uh, you know, I th- I believe they've trailed every weekend so far in the fourth quarter. That's one of the craziest stats of the year right there. They've trailed all every game in the fourth quarter, all of them. I mean, yeah, to start yeah. And, and they're uh, they seven keep, and four. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this team's terrible. I don't buy any of it. Their yardage differential I I briefly looked at. They're they're right around where the Giants are, so give or take they're a spot ahead or a spot below them, uh, which is terrible anyway, don't matter. They're the bottom ten. Um yeah, the Saint and the Saints teams are on right now. They've, I don't know, I, they and I think their defense has picked up a lot too. So I would gladly, in the Superdome, we all know is an extremely tough place to play. So I will, um, yeah, gladly grab them out of pick them here. All right, I like that one a lot. I'm actually, I actually am using one of those as well. Uh, I'm gonna take the, I'm gonna use the Packers minus a half at home against the Texans. And I'm going to take the Steelers. I'm going to use your free pick and take the Steelers down to a pick them at home against the Giants. I just, you know, all all, all these teams that we got just have to win their games. And I, I like, I love teasing uh, favorites of close to a touchdown down to pick them or right around there. So, yeah, I, th- I think I think we get a couple teaser winners there pretty easily. Daddy? Yeah. Yeah, yep. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I think it looks like. Uh... Another bad week for Vegas here. <laughs> yeah, ten, we're ten one and one, ten one and one the last two weeks on these uh, free picks on the podcast. So let's let's uh, try to get another another big week here. I, I feel good about it, man. Uh, and for the listeners, head on over to sportscapping.com and sign up with both Teddy and I today. Uh, get all of our college football winners for championship week and our work week thirteen NFL picks as well. Uh, Teddy, thanks for coming on, and uh, I'll talk to you in, a, in another couple weeks, man. Hey, thanks, Jack. Yeah, uh, can't wait to talk bowl season. I'm sure I'll have uh, some more Western Michigan comments here uh, once the everything's announced comes. <laughs> I, I love it, man. Uh, I love the Western Michigan backing, and you know they they really are disrespected. So you're you're coming from a a good place there. So yeah. All right, man. I'll talk to you in a few weeks. All right, all right. See you, bud. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the sportscapping.com podcast. For more free picks and predictions, be sure to visit us at sportscapping.com.